Welcome to RPG Ramblings with Jeff Jones. This is a weekly show exploring the various details of the tabletop RPG hobby through discussions with interesting people. Thad O'Hara joins me today, an accomplished freelance artist who illustrated the front cover of Scoundrels of Brixton, as well as two additional interior pieces. We talk about what it takes to be a freelance illustrator and the process of using Upwork, a website for connecting artists and clients. Depending on when you listen to this episode, Scoundrels of Brixton is on Kickstarter. Click the link below to see what all the hubbub is about. Time for a full burn on the primary M drive. Sisters and brothers, it is time to get rambling. Hello, Ahora. Hey, Jeff. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you, too. Yeah, it's uh, we've done a little work together. It's the first time we've actually met face-to-face. Uh, this whole time it's been been through chat. Uh, true. I mean, that's often the case when you're working remote and, and online and all of that stuff. But, yeah, it's always nice to have a face uh, to somebody when you actually work together already. Yeah, so I... I... Oh, my dogs are my dogs are going crazy. That's okay. That's allowed. <laughs> you know, the nice thing about Zoom on my wife is it it actually, if I'm not talking, it actually mutes a lot of those noises. But yeah. anywho, yeah, it's early for them, so they're all wound up. So, but anyway, uh, yeah. So it was through through Upwork. It did a lot of uh, chatting back and forth. But uh, I guess you know the 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 cover camera was pretty stunning. But I guess kind of like you no, know, maybe a little bit of background as far as like you know you know, where you started and where you're at and, and what sort of projects you've been involved in. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, do you want the, the short and crisp version or do you want the extended version? I go for the extended. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm an, I'm an artist, uh, mainly concept art and illustration in the entertainment industry. Uh, I would say I'm specialized on fantasy artwork uh, for video games and so on, but over the past, I think I'm doing this professionally now for five or six years. Uh, I had my hands on quite a few different projects, completely different stuff. Um, so I'm also kind of a generalist, I would say. But fantasy is my thing. That's also where my interests uh, interests are rooted in, uh, and that's what I'm mostly doing. Um, yeah, I don't have a, a formal education or something uh, comparable to that. Um, basically, I just watch YouTube tutorials and uh, practice it on my own. Uh, while I had a daytime job, and then at some point I decided, okay, I'm going to give it a shot and uh, try to make it my living. Uh, and yeah, luckily, or well, good for me that it worked out, so I'm doing that. So, so you've got a professional job. You're able to skip the expense of college and just watch YouTube. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, that was one of the factors. Uh, I checked for uh, universities and uh, also private universities. And first of all, there was not that much offered in that specific uh, genre, at least not in Germany. Um, there are others somewhere else, but they are extremely expensive like extremely expensive and uh i simply didn't have the money and uh i'm i'm german in german we are not used to get in debt or taking a loan for uh education so that was not really an option um so yeah 
YouTube was the way to go. And it still is. Whenever I want to learn something new, I check YouTube all the time. And I can only recommend it. There's so much great stuff. And in, in most fields, uh, industry professionals, sometimes even industry leading professionals are doing fantastic YouTube stuff. Yeah, I've been, I've been, it's pretty fascinating. I mean, yeah, I'm obviously much older than you. So me, the fact that you can do something like have problem with your car, pull up a YouTube yeah. video, follow a tutorial that somebody has done, fix it, and then, uh, and then move on, which is so much simpler than it was back in the day. So it's so about anything you have a question. I just tell my kids, like, you don't really appreciate how any question you might have on how to do something, there's generally a YouTube video out there. I fully agree. It's a it's a big blessing. Uh, I wouldn't say it's it's you shouldn't only rely on YouTube on some topics, but if it's something where you've got some base for failure, I guess it's okay. Just try it out, and if it didn't work out, try it again. So you wouldn't recommend it for learning how to do surgery on people? Yeah, exactly. That was one of the things I was <laughs> thinking about. Maybe don't try that, but. Maybe even that works. <laughs> yeah, so I think I think a lot of times, at least in the times past, I mean, I think that the idea was that you needed a college education. You still do, obviously, for certain fields, like uh, like becoming a doctor or a nurse. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's certification as well. But um, you know, but the fact is that you were able to, uh, I guess, say break in based on merits of work uh, rather than having to also have a a college degree to back it up um yeah so uh looking back to it um nobody ever asked me about any degree ever uh of course that comes uh with the nature of my job uh i mean in the creative industry it's even rather uncommon that um degrees are demanded i mean your portfolio basically is your degree um but yeah i mean um it also depends uh, what kind of person you are and what kind of learner you are. Uh, I wouldn't say uh, learning it all by yourself is for everybody. Uh, college and so on has big advantages as well. Uh, for example, networking. Um, I mean, it is more fun to do projects um, right. with other people than basically, in my case, uh, sitting in my room after work. Uh, for a couple of years and practicing on my own, like literally on my own all the time. Um, I guess if you're okay with that, then uh, that is totally viable way to get an expertise on a certain certain topic, yeah. So for me, there's some things I've tried um, and have done, and what I've done is I've hired people to uh, critique. So it's like, if you want, like for instance, you could just do everything on your own, but you may not get the the, the feedback that you need to improve. Uh, what I found is you can actually just hire people that can that can do that. Uh, yeah, I mean you've got all the options. Um, it really depends how good do you know yourself. Uh, and I would say if you're tackling a big topic like changing a profession. Um, that's not a thing you're going to do within a month or two. So you've got plenty, <laughs> usually. Yeah. Uh, 
you've got plenty of time to actually get to know yourself. Uh, and in my case, it was was the same thing. Um, it took me a couple of years until I understood how am I really functioning uh, also as a professional and uh, how uh, also to understand my own work properly and what does resonate with people and what doesn't uh, and every tiny little as aspect. Um, in my case, I got uh, feedback by posting my stuff online. Uh, and then you you get a hang out of it. Uh, if people are resonating positive with whatever you're doing, uh, I would say you are on the right track to something, whatever that right. is. Well, for me, it was, uh, you know, the there, I tried to learn a little bit of art. I, I thought, well, maybe I can do it all. I can do the art. I can do the layout. Mm. I can do the writing. But I realized the art was just taking too much lo too long. But I hired somebody to kind of help me out with that, which worked out decent. Um, but I'm still, I gave up on that idea of <laughs> doing my own mm. art. But for layout, I, it was that was definitely well spent because I think there's easy to make, unless you're in a community of people I think layout especially is a, um, that's what I'm looking for. I don't think it's as obvious to people what's good and what's not. And I think unless you get in the right group of people, it's sometimes it's easy to, to you know, make mistakes that, that professionals don't. So I think it kind of depends, but I think with art, definitely you're, you're getting feedback of what resonates, what doesn't to get people saying, Hey, I want you to, to, you know, do some work for me. That, that definitely, is a strong indicator that you're at least doing something right. Exactly. Um, I mean, the, the the first time where somebody actually asked me if um, if I can do work for them, um, that was also the turning point where I thought, okay, maybe I should consider that um, as a career and then gave it a try. But um, yeah, as you said, I mean, um, doing everything on your own, uh, doesn't work always. Uh, also, probably in many cases, you're just not as good as somebody else who is just focused on one specific thing. Um, and if you if there are the options to hire somebody, um, then yeah, I think that can bring your project a lot further than trying to do everything on your own. Yeah. So there was a, a basically my daughter went through a graphic design. Um, um, program at a local community college and so i just hired a professor who did it very reasonably right so it's like you know i would i would send him he would charge me per hour and he would give me a review and send it back and it's, it was definitely much cheaper than than you know actually taking the classes and also you know less time that was you know, required of me but i think i would have done much better if i actually was taking classes but you know, it's it's hard to do everything, work and, you know, do stuff on the side and go to go to school as well. Uh, absolutely. Um, and, and I'm a big, uh, big fan of doing mistakes. Uh, by that, I'm meaning uh, just try something, uh, give it a try, whatever it is. And afterwards, you will know if it was a good idea or if it was a bad idea. And if hiring somebody on a, on a certain topic didn't work out, then maybe try something else the next time. Or if you really want to try it on your own and it didn't really work out as you imagined it, maybe consider hiring somebody and see if anything changed. 
Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. So, so you, so you wanted to to get into art. You realized you didn't have, um, you, you didn't you didn't have the the school necessarily to go to, nor necessarily the funds to spend. Uh, so, the whole time your idea was to break into illustration, and you just kept working at it until you, you get hired. Was it start out with commission, or did you? get hired by a company or how that, how that really start out? Uh, that, that was a little bit wild to be honest, looking back to it. So, uh, I worked as a mailman before that. And, um, before that, uh, I was a lot into video games and I wanted to be a professional video player, but that also didn't work out that well. Uh, then I became a mailman out of lack of options because I didn't have any school, uh, like no university degree or so. Right. Um, and then I noticed uh, if I'm going to continue with that job, uh, I'm probably pretty poor when I'm old because there's not much money to earn. And also, uh, I just couldn't stand it that I have to work for somebody else in the terms of a typical thing a big company nobody really cares about you uh, <laughs> you just have to go there every morning and basically right. do whatever they tell you so that was my main motivation i wanted to get out of that somehow that was the main goal for me uh, i didn't have anything to do with arts before um it also wasn't really an, an option or an idea to me uh, luckily i've got an older brother he's eight years older than me and he's a comic book artist and he's doing that since forever since he is a little boy he was mostly interested in the comics and that was his uh, career so i kind of knew already that something like this can work out and i thought okay uh, i mean uh, I'm seeing what my brother is doing for, for years and years and years. Um, probably I can do something similar to that. I should give it a try, maybe. Um, so, yeah, uh, after work, I got home. Uh, I practiced and practiced and practiced. And um, then at some point, also the main motivation was I was so fed up with my uh, daytime job. I could not stand it anymore, any longer. So. I just quit uh, without any preparation, without any prior experience working as an artist or so. I didn't have um, a paid project before or anything, or even a client. Uh, I just gave it a try, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, the first year was hard. <laughs> I can't recommend it uh, to do it without any experience. Uh, but, but that was my way, and... Uh, yeah, after after the first year it became better. After the second year it became a lot better, um, and yeah, now now it's okay. Uh, I don't have any problems anymore. And looking back to it, it was a fantastic idea that I just quit my job. Um, but yeah, I th I think my my first client, one of my first clients, I still remember. Uh, I did a concept art painting, um, and I worked. 48 hours for $90. Wow. Yep. <laughs> well, it is really 
I mean, if you think about it, to me, it's pretty, um, it's quite a leap to say, I don't like my job. I, was, I think I'll be an artist because my brother is able to do it. Uh, if you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> it's, it I will a little quit bit... my job, take some YouTube videos, and I will make money. I will, I will become an artist and make a living off of it with no prior experience. That's pretty phenomenal. Uh, well, if it works out, it is. If it doesn't, it's just dumb. Uh, but uh, to, to be fair, there were plenty of safety nets. For okay. Uh, one of them is uh, in in Germany. If you're unemployed, you always can get uh, unemployment support. So basically, you are you're not uh, ending up on the street um, if you don't have an income. You can always go to the government, and they pay for your apartment. They give you the absolute absolute minimum uh, to pay your groceries and so on. And secondly, at that time. Uh, I could still have gotten back to my parents at any point. Uh, I just needed to ask. So I also I didn't have any family or so. So nobody was relying on me right. besides myself. So um, that was a very specific situation. Uh, and I had the feeling I'm not risking anything. Um, I also knew that one phone call and I can become a mailman again next day. So there, there was a lot of safety, a lot of safety nets for myself. But um, yeah, I agree. It's a little bit unconventional to just do it. Uh, but there, that's kind of what I like. Uh, well, but, yeah, and I mean, it worked out. Now it's like, of course, it was obvious. But I think the thing is, is like for you at that time, it wasn't obvious. And I mean, that is a pretty bold move that not many people are willing to shake things up to that degree. Um, yeah, uh, for for whatever reason, I was so extremely motivated to not have a regular job anymore that literally anything was better than that. Um, I remember the, the during the first year, um, it was really, really, really tough. Um, basically, every month was an entire struggle to somehow get the absolute minimum uh, of money out of my new profession so to say and uh also half a year i don't know if if that exists in the uh, u.s but we've got uh something that's called a uh, containering which means um you are picking up the um leftovers of supermarket uh like the expired um goods they're having they are throwing it into the trash yeah and uh at some at some supermarkets, you can go there and uh, pick the stuff up that is still good or that you are judging to be good. Uh, it's it's a great zone. It's not entirely legal, I think. Um, but for example, that was one thing uh, I did in the beginning because I didn't have enough money to buy all of the groceries that I wanted to. But um, I had zero problem with that. Uh, that was totally fine for me. Um, I preferred that than uh going to the company every day and work for somebody else yeah i think the so things that are expired i think like baked goods can be donated um but in, and i think there might be certain like fruits and vegetables certain dry goods may be donated 
But in general, most things, I think they they companies don't want the liability of being sued, and they don't allow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, there is a certain law that they are forced to put it away, even if it's just one day above the minimum expiring rate. Yeah, and um, I mean, it's not the the most um, tasty thing uh, you can do on this planet, but uh, most stuff is sealed and packaged and entirely fine. So. It, it wasn't that much of a problem to me. But yeah, what I wa actually wanted to say was uh, that my motivation uh, to do whatever it takes to make it somehow work was bigger than any fear or worry that I had. Yeah, and I think you're also, it appears you're committed to it too. It's not just, uh, I mean, all the way around. I mean, like you, you chose a path, you picked a path, you're committed to it, and you stuck with it for, I mean, more than a year so i mean if you're saying the year was hard like some people would would uh it takes quite a bit quite a bit of tenacity to to be to stick to that degree to that long so but but it worked out because i guess it does kind of demonstrate um you know sometimes you just gotta put the time in and the effort and 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 uh, be producing and doing the right things and eventually it can work out in a very good way uh yeah i completely agree uh I would give some time to things. Um, sometimes it can't work out right away. And uh, I think uh, I read some statistics somewhere that 95% uh, of the artists uh, are, are giving up uh, within the first five years. And only 5% are fighting through the, the first years that are a little bit shitty most of the time. Um, and I think there's something to it. Um, if you if you're giving your projects some time, even if the first one isn't working, maybe the second one isn't working. Maybe it takes three, four, or five years to really see an improvement. Um, if your life situation is allowing that, and you're not running into any significant problems. Um, and I would say it's a good idea to just stick to something and give it time to evolve a little bit. Yeah, I think it's also sometimes I find with, with jobs, like you have to make all the mistakes and you have to get them out of your True. systems. So you just got to do all the mistakes. And I mean, by that, I mean, you just, you got to keep doing things don't work out right. You learn from it, then you move on and you, something else doesn't work out. You learn from it and you move on. And it's like, you know, it, you really you have to go you have to work long enough and hard enough to to get through all that to actually i think get to a level where you know you become more um understanding of really what the job requires and understanding what you must do to succeed yeah completely i mean there's that cheesy saying that we learn the most out of our mistakes but uh i think that that is true most of the time um i mean mistakes hurt a little bit more than successes do and i strongly believe if something is hurting you uh it sticks to, to your mind a little bit better and you try to avoid it and that's basically one part of learning yeah it is it is and i think sometimes too it's like it, i think the other thing too what is hard i mean you know with art and with like a lot of things is you, your 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 heart's in it you know and then somebody come back and say I don't like this. And, and, you know, I think probably for some people, the idea of 
uh, criticism, rejection, and it could probably be in sometimes, you know, a, a constant thing, um, you know, is sometimes a hard to deal with. And I don't know if everybody's cut out for, for handling, you know, that kind of, you know, situation. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, that is the case with, with every profession. I mean, nobody wants to hear uh, that the client or the, the co-worker is saying that something is bad. Uh, I mean, that always hurts a little bit. But um, especially since I'm doing uh, a lot of concert art, that, that is just not an option. Um, on, on some projects, 50%, 60%, 70% of the stuff that I'm producing actually never uh, gets used. It gets thrown away. And it's idea iteration. And uh, many ideas are not usable or not good enough or a different idea gets better. So uh, throwing stuff away, um, getting told no to something that you did, at least in my profession, is uh, not every day, but frequently. Uh, it's it's also a skill to learn. Uh, I'm not I'm not emotionally um, connected that much to the stuff that I'm doing as client work. Uh, so if I'm getting feedback on that, I'm not taking that personally. Uh, basically, my main objective is to do something that is also pleasing the client. So if he tells me that something is bad, that just gives me gives me an option um, to rethink uh, what my client really wants, and then do something that is more suitable to that. Well, I think what you do that not all artists I've worked with have been doing or 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 do is that um, you 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 uh, wisely you know will do like a couple sketches like and say, is this kind of what you're looking for? And be yes. And then you'll iterate and fill it in the details a little bit more and then in, and get feedback along the way. So um, rather than, you know, take an idea, running with it, producing a finished piece of art and then handing it to somebody, it's like you're, you're, you're kind of getting feedback along the way to meet what the client wants rather than what you totally think they want. Uh, yeah, I did that mistake as well at some point yeah. because I didn't know better. And then I figured out, okay, nice. I just spent three days on an artwork and he said he doesn't want that. So I just wasted three days of my time and energy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, I can't look into anybody's mind. So I have to figure out what they have in their mind, what they are envisioning. And um, yeah, doing some, some sketches in most cases. Um, it's just the, the safer route for both for me and for him. And it's more efficient because um, if the painting is half done or mostly done and then there are some significant changes, that is eating up a lot of time and also a lot of motivation. <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> you're redoing this for the third time. You're like, you know, I, I'm losing money on this at this moment. <laughs> yeah, ex I mean, at some point, there is a breaking point where you're actually thinking, oh, damn, not taking that job would have been more economically uh, feasible for me. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. And I've, and I've, you know, as far as for me, too, um, I'm learning how to communicate to artists. and And I've also start 
um, the more I'm doing this, more I realize the more specifics that one gives, the better it is for the artist as far as what one's looking for. Depends. I guess it depends on the artist. Um, some some are uh, good to go with little to no uh, guidance. Other want to have it super specific. That also depends on the um, level of experience an artist has. Yeah, I think what I've found is sometimes just communicating a few sentences doesn't always convey um, exactly what, what one's wanting. And I think that's where it can be easier. I'm not saying that one has to give like, you know, super details, but I think the more specifics that you give an artist, uh, the more likely your people are going to be aligned for the final output. Um, yeah, I would say um, somewhere in the middle is, is the sweet spot, at least to me, uh, what, what I am getting from clients. Uh, if somebody is just telling me, uh, okay, make something cool, then I'm, I can do that, but I'm not guaranteeing that uh, it, it's meeting the expectations. Uh, if somebody's giving me uh, too many details uh, in, in the in the top right corner, I want to have this element um, right. and that color and this color, uh, then probably I'm not super interested in doing that because then it becomes more like, uh, yeah, like I'm the extended arm of that person. Right. Right. Uh, so but middle, if you want right. something very specific, well, there's one that I had commissioned that I wanted a creature look at. It's actually more of a natural creature I had in my mind. It didn't come out that way, but I realized I probably should have maybe sent them a picture of a real-life creature that I wanted this to kind of closely resemble, you know, along those lines, rather than just kind of, uh, yeah, you know, or I think he went along these certain lines, which the image was fine. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go ask for changes, but... In my mind, it was different, but I realized I probably didn't communicate that creature well enough, and I think giving some visual references probably would have been better. Yeah, I mean, communication is, is the, the key, uh, especially in, on creative work. It is a lot more complicated on creative work than on uh, something else. Um, but yeah, I think giving references is a very good idea. Um, I mean, you can just simply Google for other projects uh, that have something visually appealing, um, the, the rough direction you would like to go to. Uh, and that should be good enough for an uh, artist to produce, produce something uh, usable and in line of uh, what you had imagined. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and I think too there there can be a lot of times even a you know a little bit of of um, sort of uh, looking for it. the I'll say collaboration where it, it sometimes what I've noticed with some art that it's especially the first scoundrels I did um, there was a bit of back and forth and um, and then really I think the two of us working together in the end produced um, a better image than what I would have first imagined mm -hmm. and what they were first doing. And so it, it you know, there's times too where, it, you know, having two people's thoughts coming through together and working together can, can produce something better than what the person originally envisioned or what the, even the artist originally envisioned too. 
Yeah. Um, usually I would say that the, the artist is the person who has more experience in uh, that whole process of um, creative work and communication with, with the client and so on and so on. So if you are running a project and you want to hire an artist, I think one of the key points to look for is that the artist has an established uh, creative process and that he's outlining to you how is he going to do what he's going to do? Um, because that means he has a plan. Um, he has a plan if something is going wrong, which is very important. And he can clearly communicate to you what to expect from him. Uh, if you're working with an artist and he can't really tell you too much about how he's going to do something, um, I mean, he can still be super good, but from a client's perspective, I think minimizing risk is a good idea. And if somebody can outline his, his process, um, it's easier to judge uh, what risk you are getting into. Yeah, I mean, like we had a, a the cover actually had multiple people uh, on the cover. But then after kind of looking at it and judging, like we removed a person and that improved it. And, you know, mm -hmm. discussion about the head and the angle, that kind of improved it. So like along the lines, it's like slight adjustments, you know, made for better. But I do agree that the better the communication, um, the better these things work out. And somebody that's got a plan, really, the, the artist hopefully would be the one to come together with a plan. Uh, as far as the. Um, yeah, I would I would definitely recommend that on on any project yeah it's the and i think for the the issue with these i call it micro publishing i'm not sure if that's the right term but a lot of the rpgs uh there's not much money in our tabletop uh games for especially for for indie uh publishers um it's uh <laughs> the budget's just not there uh yeah <laughs> so I think a lot of people, uh, you know, the, the, there are a number of people who, uh, you know, can't afford uh, more expensive artists, but I think a lot of, it's also a good opportunity for, I think, uh, people who are trying to launch their careers to, um, to get involved in. So, you know, a lot of times the hiring of artists is not quite the same as, you know, a video game company where you have like large, bu uh, <laughs> large budget to, to put towards art. Uh, that is true, of course. Uh, I mean, uh, especially if you're paying out of your own, uh, of your own bucket, uh, pockets, not buckets. <laughs> I mean, maybe you've got a bucket full of money. That's nice. <laughs> out of your own pocket. Um, yeah, it becomes a lot more complicated. Um, it's completely understandable that most people can't afford to pay a couple of thousand of dollars for illustrations. Um, there comes a certain compromise with it. Um, of course, the um, less experienced artists are usually cheaper. Um, but also, if you uh, sometimes you're a little bit lucky and you uh, get an experienced artist that uh, is just very efficient, and by that um, uh, reasonable pricing is possible as well, and sometimes. Um, experienced artists also have other projects that are basically paying for their bills and uh, then they can take on uh, 
not so well paid projects uh, at the side. So even if you are not having that much money, um, I think it's still worth it to reach out to more known artists and just ask them. Yeah, it's it's hard. And this is I mean, from my vantage point early on. Um, I think there is. Um, it was not always apparent how to connect with artists. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, there was some, I think, is it um, like DeviantArt? There's some people I tried to connect with early on, but they never mm-hmm. responded. Um, I just didn't know. Um, and then I, and I think Twitter, sometimes I've connected a little bit with some people, but, Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of hit or miss. But uh, then I thought, well, I think for, for Scoundrel, I thought, well, I'll just try Upwork. So I, I, I hired somebody previously to to help me with learn some illustration. Um, um, but I thought, well, you know, I was, I'll, I'll find an artist that way. And, um, and that seemed to be a, a lot of people connected into um, Upwork, and there's probably others like it as well. Um, yeah, Upwork is a good place to f- to quickly connect to uh, artists. Um, another platform specifically for uh, video games and, and equal stuff is ArtStation. It's ArtStation.com. Uh, that's also the place where um, basically most of the industry is at. Um, also big companies are hiring there. Um, Social media, as you said, I mean, it's a hit and miss. You can just Google for artists and uh, DM them or um, ask them. Uh, maybe you get an answer. Uh, yeah, it's not easy. Uh, I completely agree. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's the same way the other way around. Uh, it can be difficult to find clients. And for clients, it can be difficult to find reliable artists. So, um, and luckily, it's a lot of hit and miss and trying around but using a platform like uh, upwork can be a very good idea um art station is, is a good idea deviant art uh personally i don't know uh, it has the um some people say that there are a lot of semi-pro artists on deviant art uh, but if you're low on budget uh, that can be an advantage as well I think what what I found about Upwork is it seems to it's got definitely it's it's, it's kind of pros and cons. It, it 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 is set up in a way to you know the people that are on Upwork are looking for work. So not everybody on ArtStation or DeviantArt you know may be looking for work. So but everybody on Upwork they're there for a reason. <laughs> Makes money, true. and everybody yeah. that's and they're there because they want clients to come to them. Uh, and it also, what's kind of interesting is it provides a, um, you know, from my side, um, if we agree on something, I need to put something in an escrow account, yeah. which, which is protects the, the both of us, the client yeah. and the, and the artist. And it seems to do a reasonably good job of, as far as managing transactions. I think I find it not very intuitive to do certain things. Communication through Upworks, I find very annoying. I, I don't always know how to message people, and yeah. it's kind of scattered throughout. But in general, it's actually, it, as far as the platform itself, it's been pretty good. Yeah, I, I would say so as well. 
especially if you are um, starting out with something and you don't have established contacts yet. Uh, it's a good tool to get into it. Uh, there are certain risks uh, connected to it. Um, also, not not every artist that is displaying himself actually did the work that they oh, are yeah. displaying. So exactly. that is a thing. On the other hand, if you're an artist, uh, I'm seeing uh, plenty of fake projects. Uh, I mean, uh, there are... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. All the time. Like some somebody said, they're, they're really uh, putting effort into this. Um, I think it was two months ago, uh, there was a, a big project where money is no problem and, and all of that stuff. And uh, yeah, long story short, they um, wanted me to uh, go to a different website, which uh. has installed a, a phishing program. Um, so my password would have gone cracked. Uh, and yeah, well, they would have ended badly. And um, yeah, they, they were interviewing, I think, more than 50 people or something like that. So you can imagine what they are doing. They're just scraping for scraping uh, for passwords and uh, stuff like that. But, I mean, that can happen everywhere. Um, you can always get into somebody who's faking something or tries to fool you somehow. So you have to keep your eyes open and use common sense on, on everything that you're doing. So what what I did is um, my my I'll talk about my experience coming from my direction. So what I thought I would do is um, because the project I'm doing it it I it was going to be harder to get traction starting out. I knew scoundrels, mm -hmm. you know it it's going to be a little bit harder to 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 get where I want to be. So I thought I need to make everything as as right as it can be. So I thought you know. What is the maximum, the maximum I'm willing to pay? Like, you know, it's like, mm. if, and I thought, you know, I'll just push myself out there to just not quite two X, but two X of what I normally would, you know, would pay. Mm. What I'd, and I thought, and it asked me, it asked me, what is your maximum budget? Yeah. So I put in my maximum budget, click, click, click. Okay. What I did not realize is it shows the artists the maximum budget. Yeah. <laughs> and, and would you know everybody's, you know, their their uh their offer was at the exact amount of my you know of my budget. <laughs> yeah. Uh I can explain you why. Because uh you actually have to manually change it if you don't want to bid on the exact budget and uh if you're doing uh you're doing that a lot during the week you just you're just too lazy to change it well it's for me was i didn't necessarily have problems people saying yeah um you know the um i i want the full amount but the but the, the the majority of people that were saying yeah for five hundred dollars, they were not five hundred dollar artists. <laughs> it's just like, mm. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's just I, like, 
I, I like I would consider you maybe for a lower amount, but it's just like I don't know that you know for you to be swinging that high for this, it's like no, it's it, it's not going to be the case. Yeah, I mean uh, the the platform is not uh, without flaws, uh, and the the whole bidding thing is also a little bit annoying uh, from from a freelancer view. Uh, because I'm running into the same problems, basically. Uh, there's a project, um, they are setting up a budget, and then uh, we're having a conversation, and then it turns out that the budget is for a much bigger uh, scope, um, or the, the, the budget isn't fitting at all. For example, um, it, it happens frequently. I think on my uh, profile, my hourly rate is $120 or something like that. And I see a uh, project and uh, they're mentioning that they uh, are able to pay properly and stuff like that. And then we get into the conversation and then it turns out they want to have 10 illustrations for $1,000 total. And then I'm thinking, okay, uh, did you even have a look at my hourly rates? Uh, right. Like, why are we talking here? But that is just how it is. Um, I don't think that's going to change, no. change a lot. No, I guess you're hoping, but it's just like, wow. It's just, uh, and, and I think what's, what's also interesting is because I, I, you know, picked a higher amount, or a higher amount, for me it was a higher amount, but that amount, there's a number of professionals that are really, really good that, applied as well but their style is not what i'm looking for but wow it's just like <laughs> these guys are <laughs> pretty amazing now it's like mm. i need to get projects that i could have an excuse to have them do some work for me i don't know what they would be but uh there are some very uh i think it goes to show that um that that you can get some very good artists i mean you're not going to be it, you should never expect really great artists to, to be uh you know do things cheaply but the idea is if is that if you spend the money, uh, you can get a lot of people who are very talented uh, that would be interested in doing very small projects. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I wouldn't rule that out. Um, I mean, uh, some people also live in countries that have a um, lower economic um, situation. Yeah, and for some reason, which I personally don't understand. Uh, they are adjusting their income to the local situation, um, which is advantages for clients. Um, from a freelancer perspective, um, I can only explain that to myself um, by one, a lack of uh, business knowledge and maybe fear of um, not getting clients if they are... Uh, raising their prices but for example um i'm only working with guys online and never ever have offline projects don't ask me why it just never happened um so if i'm sitting in germany and doing the work or if i'm sitting in somewhere mexico um doesn't make any difference so why should i be in Mexico and charge a fifth of what I'm charging in Germany for the same work. It doesn't make sense on a business standpoint. So 
sometimes you you get really good artists that are um, very much into art and basically only care about art and are falling behind on the business stuff, which is an advantage for you because you can get stuff more affordable. But as you said, if somebody is cheap, um, that's something wrong most of the time. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the thing too is, um, and people are in different situations, but in general, um, and that's something to watch out for. I do know that, you know, when, because your stuff is fantastic, but the thing is when I, we, we contacted, so I put out an amount, uh, you countered at a higher amount, uh, which I thought was interesting. I went and looked at your stuff. I'm like, for a minute there, I was thinking your stuff's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering like, are you one of those people that just post other people's work? And I, I started thinking through it. It's like, no, I came to the conclusion you weren't. Um, but there was for a moment there. It's like, my goodness, this is fantastic stuff. And, but we were able to negotiate and uh, come to terms uh, that worked out. Um, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, there was for a minute there, I was like looking at your stuff and it's kind of, it's just like, wow, is this really that guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for the compliment. Uh, that's good to hear. I mean, uh, being accused uh, of being uh, a fake in, in that specific case is very nice. Good compliment. I take it. Uh, I think on, on my portfolio, there's also my Instagram handle or something like that. So theoretically, you could contact me there and ask if it's me. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, it, it's good to be uh, cautious about that stuff. Because well, yeah, because it, was, it can happen. Yeah, and I was able to, it took a lot of Googling to tie in your name, this and that and this and that. It's like, okay, now now I think I know what's going on. So. Uh, it was just for, for a bit there. I was just like, mm. I wonder, but it's like, I also thought, you know, there's also with the, um, also with the, uh, I think with Upwork with stuff being an escrow that also kind of helps, you know, some degree. Yeah. It's, it's giving you a, um, a couple of tools um, to judge a person. For example, uh, how many years is that artist on that platform? How many projects did he already do? What's his rating and so on. So that is super useful. Uh, also, the other way around, I can do the same with clients. Uh, if somebody is super new, then uh, I'm more careful with uh, how I'm handling that situation than somebody who has many projects, uh, good rating, and so on and so on. So that is more secure than actually contacting somebody on your own. Uh, also, if you do it all on your own, there at least if it's a bigger project, there should be some sort of contract. So you have to do all of the contract work. Then what happens if um, the, the freelancer is not doing the work as expected? Um, if, if, if they are on the other side of the planet, then how are the legal uh, options you're having and all of that? So fingers crossed, nobody is running into that problem. But it happens so having a platform like that that is uh, in between that is regulating stuff a little bit um can be a good advantage yeah it definitely uh, helped i think also i can see is how much uh, money you've made too so not money as far as in like your your annual income but as far as on the platform mm. so somebody that's not made any money on the platform versus somebody's made seventy thousand dollars on the platform 
you know, it's it you, you get a better understanding who's had had more time and experience with you know with this. It's not just a person just setting up a shingle for the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, therefore, it's it's a really good tool. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, and uh, another thing too. It's like um, it, and it also if it, from my side. Um, there is a lot, I mean, obviously the more money that you put out there for a project, the more people you're going to get, but boy, there's a lot of people to, to, to go through. Um, and it can be pretty, it can be pretty, um, it can be pretty stressful. Well, I don't say stressful. It is, uh, it is stressful. I'll put that out. It'd be stress, stressful. Cause even when I kind of posted, you know, what I wanted, you still gotta go through everybody's portfolio and then you kind of, and usually the portfolio is not exactly, you know, what you're looking for, but, hmm. but you also realize you got to think, well, just because they're not doing the exact thing I'm looking for, it doesn't mean they're not capable of doing it. It's just that, you know, maybe they don't do black and white, high contrast illustrations, you know, in the style of whatever it's like, doesn't hmm. mean that they can't, it's just that, you know, and so, you know, it, it's kind of going through all these people looking at what looks like the quality and then kind of estimating, you know, are they able to do what I want to do? Um, and that's not always easy. Yeah. So uh, I guess I can um, give a good advice on that one. So if somebody's uh, running a project and they are looking for artists, what to actually look out for in the portfolio or on the profile? Uh, because it's not, it's not easy to judge for somebody who's not doing art on their own or maybe even being a completely uncreative person um, that can be tricky so i think the number one thing to look out for is consistency um, as you said if the style is not 100 percent a good fit uh, but the portfolio throughout every illustration on image you're seeing is looking consistent and consistently good that is a very good indicator that that person knows what they're doing and what we talked earlier that they're having an established process in their creative pipeline which is very good um, if you're having somebody who is having three very good illustrations and one of them looks a little it's lacking behind it's not as good um, be careful um, that could be a sign that somebody has no process established and could run into design problems uh, during during the um, creative process that they can't fix properly. So consistency in the portfolio, um, and if everything is looking as good as all of the other illustrations that person is producing, that is a very good sign. And then I think it's not uh, the main priority to have it exactly in the style that you want to. Because a style that is a little bit different, but the illustration is good, will still work. That will still uh, attract people. Uh, and people will still say, wow, that looks super interesting. I'm not going to buy into your product because of the illustration. Yeah, and it's, uh, it, it is, um, I'm just trying to think, it also I've also noticed too. It's like if if you're um, you, for me, I kind of was looking also for some people with a high contrast black and white illustration. But it seems like it's like some stuff is more. I don't say um, I don't say airbrush, but 
but when I, but when you when I it's not the style I want for, but when I actually sometimes see the 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 you know the maybe the the pen and ink kind of style, it actually does work. But you know sometimes when you see one style, it just doesn't necessarily pull out real well, even if they are. It kind of it does help to try and find something. I guess you can always ask the the artist too if they've got other examples. That's something I've not done as far as what you're looking for specifically. Yeah. Um honestly if you're at the point to ask somebody to show them more to make a decision, maybe you should work with that person. You probably have a good point. They're not putting their best foot forward on their portfolio on network. Exactly. <laughs> if you're unsure and you need something else to back it up, then probably try to find somebody you're not unsure with. Um, if if you're having, I mean, it's, it's easier said than done. I understand that. Um, if you if you as a somebody who's creating a project and you feel like you don't have the um, expertise to judge a portfolio, um, what you can also do is just hire um, an experienced art director to judge that for you. And that's not that expensive. Uh, what you could do, for example, to, just to make sure that you get somebody who's uh, capable of doing what you need them to do, um, you're posting your job on Upwork or wherever, you're getting your 50 proposals with 50 portfolios, and then you're hiring an art director uh, for half an hour or one hour. Maybe that's 100 bucks or something like that. And you're telling him what you need, and he should decide who are his top three picks. Uh, and I have you... never, ever considered the fact that I could hire an art director for a couple <laughs> of hours. It can make sense. It's, it's like uh, if you're buying a house and you've got no clue about uh, houses or anything, you probably hire somebody who is rating that house and is going to tell you if it's a good idea or if you or buying some expensive stuff that's not worth it so you can so, do the same here yeah because what, what's happening is is like let's say i want a let's say i want a black white illustration comic book style in the style of uh the conan uh magazines back in the 70s the savage sort of conan i want somebody to do black and white like uh maybe not like very uh, windsor smith or or uh People like that, but you think, but I want something very much like that style. I can say that's what I want Upwork, and I get just people who put their portfolios out there that I got to go through, and a lot of times they don't have anything like that. But I could go to a, potentially to an art director. I could say, hey, here's you know whatever amount of money. Um, they already have some ideas of some people. They can do some research. And they can provide me a handful of names that actually meet those specifications. Uh, can be a good approach. I mean, it's not guaranteed, of course. No. Uh, especially if it's that uh, specific. Um, I mean, there, there are not that many people that are uh, capable of doing that. Well, which is changing right now with AI and so on. So getting a specific style done with the help of AI would be an option if that is within the moral uh, standard of a set project. Um, but in general, um, 
getting someone early on uh, that is really experienced and really into the whole scene uh, can be uh, time-saving and in the end it can save money as well because if you are investing into an artist um, that is not so good that can become more expensive than having a experienced artist uh, because we we are having a, a saying that um, the most uh, expensive art is bad art because you have to redo it again and pay somebody else to do it again so you're paying twice in the end so it the, the artist selection process um yeah there there should be taking some um effort into that and not just pick somebody that can backfire well just example we'll just use you for an example um so this so i put this out there and i've spent hours pouring through um a lot of portfolios and i probably would have picked somebody um eventually um but you know if you hadn't come on the scene um i i it it still would have worked out it probably wouldn't have been exactly what maybe i was wanting uh but it would have worked out fine but um but boy a whole lot of time and effort and maybe more time and effort because because once we've kind of were able to work work it out it was it's pretty obvious that that you were perfect for the project you know so it wasn't me having to go through more people and more discussions and more things to to try and get through what I wanted. So, um, and it would have eliminated a lot of time and a fair amount of stress. Yeah, sometimes it's just a good fit. Sometimes uh, what the what the artist thinks looks good and what the client thinks looks good are perfectly in line, and then it's very easy to work with. Um, but yeah, of course, you never know before. Well, and I think the thing too is, you know, what I it for what I wanted, it was very easy for me to say this the things that you're you're you have done, it was very easy for me to imagine to being something the output of what I was looking for. Mm. Where a lot of people, it's like they are fantastic people or fantastic artists, but you know, maybe more stylized mm. in a way that like they probably could do it, but can they, you know, it's, it's hard to know, um, as far as it, it, it find that right matched. And again, it's like, and they may be, you know, and maybe their work is that they're publishing, like some people they publish for major magazines, illustrations, mm-hmm. like fantastic, like fantastic, but you know, and maybe they could do this thing I want, but I don't know if they could, you know, it's, it, it, and it would take discussions and negotiations or with you, it's like, this is what I want. Uh, I think I, I gave you, uh, I think it was a kind of a, a, a kind of a mock-up I did. And then you were like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. better boom, better bing. Here you go. Like, okay, <laughs> like, here it is. <laughs> and like amazingly fast within, I think within two weeks I had a finished image. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> Hey, that was faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, sorry, it's taking me so long. Maybe it might be a little longer uh, to get the, no, the final, final right. image, but it, but it was like three weeks, but, but you're on it so quick. And we went through several iterations. I think the last one may have took you a week uh, to do the final, uh, um, the final uh, thing, but it, it, it was quick. It was very quick. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe what's also um, good to consider or to think about is um, if you're going for an artist, 
probably try to get somebody who's specialized in what you want to have. For example, in this in this case, specialized in fantasy and sci-fi stuff. Um, because I'm doing that basically every day. Um, I'm a lot faster than uh, somebody who's just doing that sometimes. Um, and that's better for, for the project. Um, in some cases, I can uh, lower the amount that I'm charging because I'm faster. Um, so it's a win-win for everybody. And if somebody's doing a little bit of everything, that can still be perfectly fine. They can still do perfectly uh, well-done illustrations. And everything can be super good. But in general, um, if somebody's specialized, um, the, the, the quality is a little bit higher, the speed is a little bit faster, and the reliability that the outcome is going to be good is a little bit higher as well. Yeah, in fact, I even reached out to a um, a uh, a comic book uh, cover artist for 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 doing a project. Mm. Uh, the, the problem is his his prices were much higher than I was really wanting to pay, but it wasn't like extreme. So sometimes you could actually go to even people like you know comic book artists say, okay, you know, what do you charge for this? And sometimes yeah, they will provide you um, a number that maybe you could work with. <laughs> it's like, Sure. But it's but it's hard. It is hard from like if it's very hard from um, from somebody that's not in the industry who has no contacts, and you're just a, a schlub that's uh, putting together an RPG. Like I want to find somebody to do a sci-fi zine that's a cover that's not maybe uh, you know that it's not easy. It's uh, mm -hmm. it is uh, definitely. But I think. The yeah, Upworks has helped. I think you mentioning uh, finding a, um, a you know, somebody, that, a director that may be able to help. But also, you can just sometimes reach out to artists, uh, that, you know, especially ones that, you know, if an artist is doing commission work, whoever that may be for, you know, drawing portraits of, you know, Batman or whatever. It's just like they're they're looking for for money. Besides, I mean, on the side, so you know, yeah, they're available yeah. too. Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, uh, talking about that, uh, many guys that are starting their project, they are coming from a completely different industry, and they also have absolutely no idea how much should art cost. Um, how long does it take to produce something? No clue. And that's completely understandable. If I'm if I should hire a programmer, I would be at the same point. No clue how much does that cost? Does that take days? Does that take right. weeks? Like, no idea. So there again, it can come in very handy if you are um, just hiring a professional for an hour, and um, maybe just have a conversation with him and ask him all the questions that you're having, and he's going to tell you, and then you have at least a rough idea what to expect and then if later on somebody comes up with completely unreasonable numbers um you can you are more informed than before yeah and i think too it's like you know in, in different things you're paying for for different reasons i mean some people you know they are a name in the industry and um and then maybe that's worth it or maybe it's not worth it you know that that extra you know, if I could get Mike Magnola to uh, to do a cover, uh, and she charges me, you know, you know, 
three thousand dollars. Like yep. that'd be cool, but but maybe I'll never get three thousand dollars on my project to, to to fund it. So you know, there's 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 always that that weighing of you know what you're getting, what to provide, um, and uh, it, and and ultimately, I mean, you know, ultimately, you know, to get down to the most essence of capitalism, you know. As 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 much as I I love anybody doing a cover, ultimately I, I look back is what's its return for me? Like mm-hmm. you know, so it's like if I want to spend X for a cover versus Y for X, my you know, or cheaper for a cover, it's like is that is that difference going to you know, pay off? Yep. Um, I mean, in the end, that's uh, one of the main factors. Uh, and you're you're running a business with that. Uh, I'm running a business. Uh, most other people that do their projects, they are running it as a business. It has to be uh, economically worth it at some point, at least. It doesn't have to be in the first years, um, but at some point, it should uh, also make some money. Uh, so those are um, criteria that are very important. Um, on on the other hand, it's at least from my experience, relatively simple, that whole uh, budget thing. I mean, you know how much you can spend, and the artist knows how much they are willed to work for. So just putting out that number is the easiest. Sometimes, well, not really, because it's all no? speculation. Like scoundrels don't know how much it's going to, I don't even know how much it's going to fund for. So I'm speculating up front. Uh, okay, but still, I would say you know how much you want to pay. Well, I will say, no, actually, it's not true. What what I really know is, I I believe my my I will at least fund for three thousand dollars. That is that is what I'm banking on, and then I go backwards from there. Mm-hmm. And so the budget kind of, it's like, okay. And so that's really, you know, I think about writing and editing and I end up doing the most writing myself and to lay out myself. But then, you know, I got, and I know with that $3,000, I've got, you know, book costs for printing. I've got Kickstarter fees. So, so really, you know, that, 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 that number for, for art, um, you know, that is, pretty tight as far as within that money. But if I know I'm going to have a $10,000 Kickstarter or it's going to fund at 20,000, that can all change. Does that make sense? Uh, it does make sense. Uh, but I mean, at the, at the moment where you're hiring an artist, you know how much you're going to spend on that, at least roughly. Oh, yes, I do. Right, I do. I, but I, I don't know. I made a decision, but I mean, it's it's not it's still pretty tight. It's kind of also decided for me in a way, but yes, I do know. You're right. I do know how much I'm going to spend on art, but the question is, here's the question. Do I spend all my money on the cover? Do I spend my money through art throughout? Uh, you know, those are the types of questions that, that, that come up. Sure. I mean, um, that, that's up to decide to you. Or if you're unsure, again, uh, I'm going for the art director. <laughs> well, I mean, if I knew, like, for instance, if I knew, if I knew it was going to make a certain amount of money, then everything 
you know, adjust accordingly and the risk goes down. So, but I do have a flexibility, like for the next one, if it doesn't fund at a, a level that I want it to, I, you know, there's one thing I do know uh, that uh, I'm buying another cover from you. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's good to hear. <laughs> now, it may be that the interior art, I may either, uh, you know, outsource or or uh, just do away with completely. Uh, but I absolutely do know that uh, we're doing another cover. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'll tell you the, um, and even the interior images, uh, um, this is kind of an aside, but I, um, been doing some uh, Kickstarter ads mm -hmm. and, um, I used, um, different illustrations, both the woman on the cover. And also, um, I did some others that were just showing the sky city with a person mm -hmm. looking. And it, it's, it's interesting that, that the, sometimes you think the flashy ads would be the ones that sell, but sometimes the more, um, more um uh, well, i don't say muted but calm or less uh flashy actually are the ones that can attract people to to click links yeah uh, it's it's sometimes it's a big miracle uh what what exactly is leading somebody to clicking on something or not to click on something uh oh yeah it doesn't have to be flashy all the time for example uh, my favorite from the stuff that we did together is the uh, train scene oh yeah and that's my my favorite i, I really enjoyed looking at it um so what was so it about that you enjoyed by looking at it or what do you mean uh, well i mean you said that of all the of the three that you've done mm -hmm. uh that one you've enjoyed so what was it about what about it did you enjoy a, about that thing what what for um, you I really like the, the, the contrast and the um, grittiness. Um, if, if I look at it, I can feel that I'm at that train station and there, there's smoke everywhere and it's loud everywhere and um, people are, are shouting and stuff like that. I can imagine that and I can feel that when I'm looking at it. So um, I really like that. Yeah, that was, I think, what's kind of interesting, because um, that's one where I provided, um, you kind of bashed a couple of photos together, but then you kind of, you came up with something that uh, that kept that feel, kind of multiplied it in, in many ways and provided a very, uh, a very fun feel for the whole thing, um, which I thought really worked out really well. But I will say for me, what's also sort of double duty, and largely because uh, I think um, I may not have, would have thought of it, but for the cover, you yeah, you provided me a Photoshop uh, PSD file, and I was able to uh, remove have a subject in the background and remove them from each other. Mm. And so, because I was able to do that, I was able to, and you're like, so, I, so the, the 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 woman can actually slightly over. Lay overlay over the top of the mm. of the um of the title, but because of that, I was able to also separate her out to use for Facebook ads. Yeah, but I was also able to take her out and try some Facebook ads with just the background. Yeah, I mean uh, that's just standard. I mean, well, uh, yeah, it is. I'm just saying, but for me, it's just like it's like ah, revelation, like. A <laughs> And so what it did is it increased. So even the same thing with the the, the Sky City one, it, it, I was able to 
the the graphics like what I'm trying to say is the the art for me wasn't just the cover but it they also provided me an option for having a lot of variety for for my advertising which is yeah. a huge bonus yeah uh that, that's one of the things i'm keeping in mind when uh doing artworks that uh i mean it's nice if you're um producing one piece of artwork and basically there is one use case for it the way it is can be nice but um I mean, if you're running a project, uh, the more value you're getting out of each purchase, uh, the better. So if you can create variations out of one uh, illustration um, that basically multiplies uh, the value that somebody gets out of it. And uh, for me, it's not not really any extra effort. Uh, no. So why not just do it? And so I think when looking for art and for artists, but I think this also pays off. So even though I'm paying X for the, um, you know, for the cover and, and Y for the interior illustrations, um, those are also uh, useful for, for marketing in different ways, the way that they're done. So it's like there's, you know, the same mark can serve multiple duties besides just the illustrating the book. They, they actually... Mm -hmm. And I put more effort, way more effort into uh, Facebook advertising uh, than I ever have. I mean, this is my second time for doing it, so I guess it's not yeah. saying much. But and and it's provided a lot of variety because I've done a lot of variety. Um, the different ads they they all function. They all are various levels of of uh, success, mm -hmm. and because some are just failing. I could shut those off and I can create new ones and just yeah. keep uh, doing that. And with enough variety with changing colors and doing different things, it actually uh, works out rather nice. So, uh, yeah, um, actually a B testing is uh, quite a good idea for, for ads. Uh, and if you only have one version of an illustration, you can't really do a lot of a B testing. Um, and then there are other, other things. Um, Let's say in half a year you want to do a website about the project um, and you want to have the color cover illustration uh, as a background for the website. That is working great uh, on some formats. Um, and if somebody's using the phone, you'd need a different format. And if somebody's using the desktop, you need a different format of the illustration. If the stuff is layered, you can adjust things easily and it's going to look great again. So, um, yeah. Having layered PSD files is just uh, necessary to have it like that. Yeah, I think too. So that now, you know, I had some ideas for covers. Um, you know, before it's like uh, now I realize, you know, now <laughs> look at art. It's like not only do I have to look at it from just what kind of cool cover do I want, but it's like, you know, now it's like looking at this, like, you know, especially with the budget, it's like, you know, it, it's, it, well, it serves multiple purposes, and uh, and the and the ones the, the artwork that I've got really definitely did uh, serve, you know, multiple duties, which is also is value too. So when you think about that, it just uh, it just um, it, and but also makes me more mindful in the future as far as like whatever image I get, I need to make sure it's done some somehow makes sense for for me to use in other ways. Yeah, in many cases, uh, that goes without saying, and the artist is doing it anyways. Um, 
But yeah, just to make sure, uh, mention it, and then uh, there shouldn't be any problems about that. Yeah, I mean, not even just the the layering, but I mean, even the composition. Yeah, uh, I mean, that all plays into it. Um, and that is one of the reasons uh, what we talked about at the beginning, that too much uh, detailed direction is not always good. Oh, right. Um, because usually the the artist is thinking about a lot of things. For example, re reusability. Um, does the composition work on uh, different media? Um, and so on, and so on, and so on. So if you're too restrictive with uh, where things should be and how, um, maybe you didn't think about everything. Maybe only in half a year you notice, oops, um, this doesn't work here and there. And that artist is doing it for a couple of years. He ran into that problem years ago, long before you did. And now he knows uh, what to do to make sure that's not going to happen. Yeah, it probably also would be good too. And I never thought about this, but you know, especially if you're planning on using it for other purposes. And I, and also it's like, you know, some things, um, and this is what can be hard too, is uh, the, so like I've got the, the cover, which is, um, which is digest size eight and a half by, uh, or five and a half by eight and a half. That's a rectangle. That's, that's vertical mm -hmm. um youtube videos are are you not youtube but the kickstarter i think it's 16 by 9 mm -hmm. so it's a rectangle and it's flipped on its side but it's, it's more of a rectangle it's more wide than a it, it actually stretches out wide and then facebook ads are square yeah, it actually is horrible. And I don't understand why everybody needs to have a different format. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a disaster. Yeah, so it's like, and I think the idea is being able to take out elements is because you can't, you just can't resize just the image. You, like some, you, you really just have to resize, just the, pull out one element. And then mm. that element is what you're using because just, there's no way I could have gotten by with all these is just resizing. There's no way. So, yeah. you know, you, you kind of got to think about it. And that's where I've, I've struggled sometimes is, you know, <laughs> trying to make an image. Like how do I do this in a square? I don't know how to use this, this images, but after a while I, I, I finally would get this aha moment. And it's like, okay, now I know how to do it, but boy, it's, it's, it's de definitely a difficult thing when you're dealing with all these ratios and, and, and trying to have something that looks, you know, unified across all of them. Uh, that's yeah, the other yeah. thing, too. It is. Uh, I don't know if you're much into video games, but if you're doing um, something on Steam, uh, they also have those tiny little um, preview images, uh, and usually they use an illustration as well. And I think they have um, five or six completely different aspect ratios. So if somebody comes up with, uh, I need an um, illustration for my game on Steam, um that is always a little bit of planning how can i make sure that everything works on five or six different uh aspect ratios so i also had a situation that arose with with me going to i guess the question is most do you ever is most of your 
illustration stuff for uh, electronic format? Like, how much uh, of it goes to print? Um, honestly, I don't really follow up how much is ever going to be printed. Um, I would say 90% or more is just purely digital. Okay. So I had a situation where I had a artist um, give me, uh, you know, a... Um, uh, they did a cover, a wraparound mm-hmm. cover. Worked fine. Uh, I think I needed to expand a little bit because I wasn't, I forgot to account for the spine. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. Um, and I had a paperback printed and that was okay. Um, it worked fine. But then when I went to get the hardcover done, nightmare. Um, because it's like a quarter inch all the way around. Mm-hmm. And and but then you also have additional that needs to wrap, mm-hmm. and then that can float around. <laughs> so I realize now what I need to do if I am going to do a wraparound cover, that I need to have the space. You know that I know what the cover is likely going to be. Mm-hmm. Basically, have the 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 bleed. Or a normal paperback or paper, and then also have another one that shows the bleed for the for a hardcover, mm-hmm. and then you have to have it in such a way that you're not cropping out important things. Yeah, it, it it's like it is such a you know until you get involved in this, it's like this is this is like you know it can be very difficult when you're you don't think that an extra you know half inch all the way around makes a big difference. You just stretch it out. But then once they put their, their name on the, you know, uh, stamped it on the, my stamp that they, they, you know, it's all part of the, the cover. Yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden their name's going to get chopped off. You know, it's like, Hey dude, I mean, uh, <laughs> good, good learning lesson, I guess. Now you know it. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and I think even with, uh, so, so now I think I'm, I, when I'm things that I'm going to do, I'm going to have to be much more clear. It's like saying, you know, this boundary, you know, you know, if you're going to put your name in there, it can't be past this boundary. It just can't. Yeah. yeah. You know, because otherwise yeah. it could get, could get cropped. And usually um, somebody who did that once or twice, um, they should know about that. Well, nobody, I don't know. And this is what I realized you don't like for you, you don't, uh, you don't, um, have anything printed for yourself in hardcover you've never you all you know is your client comes to you says i want an eight and a half by 11 one eighth inch bleed okay but you've never had experience with printing like your um, stuff on cover yeah. and you're like okay multiple formats of cover so you're thinking about digitally like within that but from the print space i don't think a lot of people have ex, have from the artist side have that sort of you know experience I mean, usually that should be part of the communication, uh, what is going to be used for. And uh, when you did um, cover design before or anything else, you know that there are the, the bleed borders and stuff like that. And I mean, to to make sure um, you're not running into those problems, um, you're not putting anything significant at the edges of an illustration, which you're usually never doing. Because it's uh, counterintuitive 
to how um, design works. So well, they right? weren't. The problem was if I stretched the image to make it fit, then Swimmer was cropping. Ah, uh, so, yeah, well. <laughs> so in the parameters I gave them originally, I never talked about a hard hardcover. But but I'm just saying is, you know, a lot of times you're given the size and the bleed, and that's kind of what you're thinking about. But, you know, I never deal with hardcovers before. Mm. And and I just realized it's it's a it's a completely different now. now but if I think about something being a hardcover, I just got to make sure that the art looks right if it's if it's used both as a as a mm. you know a paperback and then also as a hardcover. Yeah, sometimes you you just learn the stuff by doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah, and I don't blame I don't blame him at all. It just it was you know I gave parameters. We did the parameters and, and it was, it all worked out until I went to the hardcover, which I, mm. and he has no experience with that. And I wouldn't have, you know, I didn't have any experience with it. So, you know, he didn't know any better. I never told him that. So it's just, it's just, but and, and sometimes you think, well, I'll just stretch it. Well, we stretch it then that breaks other issues too. So, you know, that's where it was getting to be problematic. And that's like, <laughs> Yeah, that's always a little bit the the, the problem if you're uh, a one-man army basically doing everything. Uh, you run into all of the problems. Um, I mean, looking back to it, at least for me, most of the stuff I ran into, um, it, it, it wasn't that bad and it was kind of fun during the process to learn it, to do it wrong and then thinking like, oh, how can I be that stupid uh, to mess that up and next time you do it properly. So all of that learning experience and, and getting better as a, as a professional or in what you're doing, um, I mean, that, that should also be fun. It is fun. No, it's not fun. No? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You get the you get the you spend a hundred dollars for you spend a hundred dollars for a proof copy and it comes back all messed up. That's not fun. Sure, uh, that that is shitty. But uh, next time you're going to do it properly and it turns out well, and then yeah. seeing it and thinking, ah, oh, nice. Last time it was it was wrong, but now it's fine. So yeah, and it, yeah. it it I mean it's just just again we talked about that earlier. You have to make all the mistakes. Yeah, all the time, all the time. Yeah, without, so without mistakes, I don't know. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but uh, yeah, but it all worked out. Um, and um, oh, the other thing I was going to say is content aware fill in Photoshop is the most amazing thing. It has gotten me, <laughs> or that image does not quite work. It's just like, they need some more edges. It's like it does a great <laughs> job of fixing things. Yeah, I mean Photoshop in general, uh, super super useful. Yeah, I, I did used to do a lot of photography, and and that was helpful. But even here, it's like, ooh, I need an extra eighth inch around this thing. Mm. Content aware fill comes to the rescue. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, all of that stuff didn't even exist a couple of years ago. So by now it's 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 really cool all the stuff you can do and how easy it is. Yeah, I guess it's interesting about with, you know maybe we'll talk about AI art. Uh, it's probably something I I just not thought of because uh, when, when when it was kind of interesting when I was doing the upwork, some people had the audacity. Well, I say audacity. <laughs> they would post 
would I because I've I've played enough with mid journey. Like I mm. I can a lot of times spot, you know. Mm. And it's like this guy's posting mid journey images. He's like, Well, here's yeah. just some concepts I got. Um, I just ran through mid journey, but you know, you know, but we could actually work on specific images. <laughs> like, mm. no, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, that um actually that's a that's a good topic um because it's so present right now yes what's your take um, on this whole well um there, there are two sides to it one of them is the ethical thing uh where the uh, database is just uh, scraping from all of the images it can get um even if they are copyrighted and so on or uh, the artists don't want to be part of those databases yeah. Um Adobe is uh are the first ones who are getting around that because they uh have their new AI system that is only filled with um images that are property of Adobe. So there is no um copyright infringement. Uh which I think is the way to go in in that specific. Uh the other one is um how usable is that stuff? Um, I think AI right now is very, very strong with uh, idea generation, but it is not good with uh, specific yet. Uh, I think that will be different in one year or in two years, and I think it will become very present in every aspect. Uh, it already is uh, integrated in some um, design processes at the moment. Um, um, opinions on that are still a little bit mixed, but I think it's very unlikely that um, it won't um, be part of the industry in some shape or form, because in the end it is saving money. And as long as something is saving money, um, it will be used at some some level. But I think too is in and time is money. But I think for artists, a lot of times um, you talk about like idea generate generations. Because um, what I I think what I did for one of the images uh, that you did, I I I just took two images I generated from the um, from Mid Journey mm. and kind of pasted and said I want something like this, mm. you know, and I think that kind of helps me to kind of get some sort of like, I don't want you to, to copy this, but I want, yeah. you know, I'm kind of thinking something along those lines, or I think probably for you, even for you, for you, it, it could, for artists, it could be a, a means of just like you say, generating ideas quickly and in doing iterations and then kind of using that for inspiration for what you're wanting to do. Um, yeah, I see it the same way. Um, I, th I still think, because some some are concerned that artists are losing their jobs because of that, uh, because suddenly everybody um, can do fantastic artworks. Uh, I don't think that is the case. Um, I would compare it a little bit uh, to um, cameras, maybe. Yes. Uh, it's it's not too long ago that you couldn't do anything with your phone, um, and now you can create super good um, photography with your phone and all of that stuff. But I would still say that somebody who is a professional photographer using a professional camera 
um, is creating a better photography than you with your phone. And I think there could be some similarities to AI art. Um, basically, I think everybody will be able to create something that is going to look good. But um, somebody who is a real artist, um, that stuff will still stand out. And in the end, you need to be um, flexible uh, with changes and all of that stuff. And you need to be able to create specific things. And at least at the moment, you still need an artist to do that. Um, and let's see how it is in three years or four years. But I'm, I'm not really concerned uh, about that whole topic too much. Yeah, and I think, too, it's like, so like even like take photography, because, you know, you know, Back in the day, I mean, so much had to be done correct in camera, you know. Exactly. And you had the and and color photography was very tricky. Um, processing black and white was yeah took time, but you 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 had some ability to make adjustments there uh, while processing. And then then digital tools came out, <clears throat> and then. It's been while I often on use Lightroom. I've gotten out of photography like as much as I used to, but then all of a sudden there's like all these tools that are Auto able focus, to focus everything. It's like you can you can do a super bad photograph and then you go to Lightroom and you uh, yeah. put a couple of rulers on it and it looks amazing. But I think the thing is it still comes down to if it, it it still comes down to uh you can always make a a, a you can always improve an image and make it look better, but, but it still comes down to still composition and subject and decisions that are made before you press that trigger. You know, you, you can fix, Oh, I got a tree limb coming out of somebody's head, or I got a person I don't want in there, but ultimately the, the barrier that's been lowered is that a lot of the real technical stuff has been made very easy and it, mm -hmm. and it allows people to be, but it does allow people who are very proficient in their vision to shine. Mm -hmm. And that like, I don't have to, you know, hand paints like you back in the old days to paint things out. You, you can yeah. just do it quickly. Yeah. Um, I see it exactly the same way. I think in general, it's a good thing that the uh, entry barrier gets lowered and the, the access to um, doing arts or anything else uh, becomes very easy. Because um, I, I don't see the point in uh, having something necessarily be super, super hard to do. So not a lot of people can enjoy doing it. Um, if everybody can create nice images, that's fine. Um, I'm okay with that. Uh, if you can um, create concepts for what you're having in mind quickly, perfect. Uh, that's a super useful tool. And I don't think that the um, the ceiling, like the top level of uh, creatives, are really affected by that because their stuff is still better. And um, it's hard to explain, but if if a creative person is doing something really, really good, it just looks better, at least to me, uh, in comparison to AR AI art. What I'm seeing with AI at the moment is um, it's all looking okay, um, but yeah, it also looks all the same. 
um, as you said, if you look at AI art, you basically immediately spot it. Like, okay, this is AI, of course. Um, it gets a little bit harder by now, but uh, in general, it's all looking a little bit the same. So I'm not com- I'm not too concerned about the whole topic. No, I, I think you know it, it's kind of interesting too. <clears throat> I think it was I was listening to a podcast about the the Velvet Underground. I, I believe it was this one. Oh, me, it wasn't that. But I thought they were talking about Andy Warhol. <clears throat> I think started out in illustration, and that products in the fifties that high end like. If you were like selling shoes, you would never stoop to having a photograph of a shoe in an ad. You would have it illustrated. Mm. So all mm. products were illustrated. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden pictures became um, accepted. And then, and then a lot of people are like, well, what do I do now? And that's where I think Andy Warhol started looking into to the art um, side of things. Um, and so it's just kind of interesting that there has been, disrupt large disruptions even with with photography with with um portraits yeah 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 completely um and also in in the uh, very recent yes um so many things changed in in the in the art world um for example if somebody is expecting that um the concept artist or so especially in the entertainment industry is literally sitting in front of their uh, laptop and by hand painting everything that you're seeing that is entirely wrong there is so much um, other stuff going on and so many tools that are not painting uh, that are taking place photo bashing uh, like you're using real photography to get uh, details and content on your images very quickly you're using 3D you're using other stuff um, there's only a part of it that is actually painting. The rest of it are tools, um, other softwares, other stuff that makes the stuff easier, better, and faster. And basically, that is the uh, one of the most important uh, things, especially in the entertainment industry. Good, fast, and cheap. Because the longer it takes, the longer, uh, let's say you're in a big studio, you cannot afford that uh, one piece of concept art is taking two weeks or so. That has to be done in two days or something, or even better in one day or half a day. The faster, the better, because other departments are waiting for you to be finished, and they can't continue until you are finished, but they still need their payment check. So it's literally money that is wasted if you need longer than necessary. So every tool that is lowering the amount that they need that you need is better and that's also one argument that is speaking for ai that um it's a lot a lot a lot faster oh yeah yeah it and and again especially even for being a freelancer uh that's key uh too i mean you don't have the luxury of you know like a painter just (laughs) spending weeks on a painting it's like you know you're you're your future employment, it, it's, it's, uh, in getting rehired is very important to have a quick turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it's, it's understandable. And that's, that's just how the, how the whole industry works. So, um, I think now the, the big upcry is because 
it is something new that you basically can do something completely unrelated to the outcome. You're writing a text prompt and you put enter, which is assumed to be something that everybody can do and that does not require any specific skill. And then the outcome is something that looks like something where you need very specific skills for. I guess that is new. And that connection between those two things um, doesn't work for everybody. And that's why that's one of the reasons, I guess, why there's a lot of upset about it at the moment. Uh, I, honestly, I think in, in three, four years or so, nobody's really talking about it anymore. Well, what I find there's a on Facebook, <clears throat> there's uh, a Facebook group called Comic Book Swipes. Mm -hmm. And what they'll do is they will, it, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but people will post comic book covers in either like, where they got the inspiration from or um, other comic book covers that have swiped to comic book covers or art or comic book covers that do homages. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it, it becomes very clear that so much uh, of this is actually either, either largely based or copying off of like either real world photographs or yeah. other people's illustrations. Like it, it's kind of interesting the amount of copying that goes on that's kind of been standard for for a while um mm. especially for people having to you know to go through it's just in times past and somebody mentioned i think this is probably true looking at poses if you look at poses of like female superheroes mm -hmm. um a lot of them are actually probably came from men's magazines all the way up through like the, mm. the 80s or 90s so it's like people were keeping these stash files of poses and different things and they and they would pull those things out actually i think nobody ever came up with different female action poses for the past 40 years nobody yeah. ever made a, made an effort <laughs> to rethink any of that it's exactly the same in, in fact i was looking to i got um on, there was a there was a there was a um uh, about a humble humble bundle they, they have mm -hmm. uh, art or um What's the word I'm looking for? They they cover art of different groups, and one was of of Howard Chaikin, the comic book artist. Mm -hmm. And there's a cover. And I was flipping through the book, and they were talking through it, and it was a it was a pose, not a sexual pose, but there was a woman who was a, a somebody found on. Um, I take it back. This is on. Um, no, it's in there. They were showing it was a woman. No, I take it back. This was in um, comic book swipes. It was a model, posed in a kind of a, in, a, in a in a way that wasn't provocative. Mm -hmm. And then they showed the Chaken um, image, and it was the exact same image, except he handed a gun in her hand. You know, it just yeah. was—it was very interesting how um, so many from movies people have found stills from movies where things have been used. Yeah, um, and I think it's—it's it's kind of interesting how um, that's been going on. And the more you know, with things being digital, it's easier to to Google search and to sc have scanned images than. Before it would just be people having magazines and clipping things out as they went along, but yeah, we'll figure it out. I don't know what what the answer is going to be, but it's definitely will be a different world. But it's also true with with writing with the Chat GPT. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, personally, I'm using Chat GPT a lot. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to hard to judge. Um, 
how exactly it's going to impact on uh, on a lot of professions. Um, personally, I think maybe that's because I'm in general rather optimistic on things. Um, I think it won't be that bad that a lot of people are losing their jobs. Um, also, probably new ones are going to arise out of that new technology. So I see it more the like a shift how things work than really replacing something. At least I did not hear from anybody yet who got replaced by it in in any profession. Uh, personally, I can only speak about the, the the arts genre. I also did not experience that um, I'm getting a decline in um, in projects or that my income would be suffering or anything like that. Um, it's just different. So now, now sometimes somebody says, "Okay, but uh, my budget is super low. Um, can you maybe also use AI?" And then I can say, maybe yes or maybe no. Depends. Yeah. I think what's going to happen, I'm guessing with chat GPT, where it's probably going to merge with probably like uh, voice synthesis. Hmm. And, um, and since they're dealing with natural language, where like call centers and things like that will probably go away. Yeah. Uh, I, I can totally see that. And then there still is the question, uh, I mean, should people be forced to work in call centers? I mean, it's not really a, a nice job. Um, on the other hand, what else are they going to do if they don't have that job? So it's, it's a really difficult topic. <laughs> I mean, many, many people are completely dependent on uh, those shitty jobs that are not so fun and that are not well paid. And what are they going to do? I mean, they, they, what else do they have then? So, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm hoping that there will be some um, ethnical way of handling all of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess time will tell. Time will tell. Well, I, th I think we're, uh, we're actually hitting um, <laughs> in the space-time continuum, O'Hara. Uh, <laughs> How long are we talking already? I, I didn't pay attention. <laughs> I I try to be somewhat reasonable. There's a there's a fellow that we went. It was it was pretty pretty bad. We just went on for three hours, which was pretty extreme. But uh, oh wow. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, that was uh, we probably ought to at least cut it off to, to a reasonable length of almost two hours. So, um, yeah, I tell you what, uh, you are for. Um, I guess what is the best way for people to reach you? Um, easiest is either on Twitter, uh, that's that Ohora, or the same handle on Instagram. Okay. Um, that's the easiest. Okay. Yeah. I've, and we've, we've, you've done three pieces of art for me, um, three different times, fast, professional, um, <laughs> uh, good communication. Uh, it's been, a. It, it's, uh, I'm still shocked at how fast you are. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, efficiency, <laughs> yes. uh, that, that is key. <laughs> yeah, it is key. So anyway, yeah, uh, so you want to see examples, not only on my uh, the Kickstarter, but uh, just go to Instagram or, or to uh, Twitter and, um, and, um, 
and um, contact him for for hire. So, um, but and thank- of course, uh, I mean, congrats on your Kickstarter. It's basically safe to say that it's going to be funded. I think you're missing one hundred dollars or so, and yeah, it'll be funded. I think, yeah, it, it's it's going to be, you know, of course. So I have a friend who's, you know, we talked about funding and he's like, there's always the level that you fund at, then there's always the level you hope to fund at. <laughs> and that so, is true. It's, so yeah, I've no, 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 uh, there's no concerns about it funding. Uh, I think it'll do, it'll do reasonably well. Um, and uh, definitely planning on uh, an issue too, um, without a doubt. So, um, but yeah, uh, it'll yeah. get there. It just, it just know, takes 19 diligence. days left. Uh, let's see where it's ending up. So, still plenty of time left. Well, I did get one. Uh, I did get one backer because of you so far. Oh, really? And it has only been, but just a couple hours, just an hour. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it, every little bit helps. So it's it's uh, you know a lot of the stuff. It's it's a, it takes a lot of work to to try and yeah, make yeah. things successful. But, uh, but anyway, I appreciate the cover. It's definitely been, um, it, it definitely has grabbed the attention. The artwork's um, gotten many comments and, uh, in, and that was what was key is uh, it's it, the cover's definitely foundational for, for, for curb appeal. Um, mm. And so uh, you knocked it out of the park there. Uh, O'Hara. Thanks a lot. Uh, then I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, it's resonating well with people. Uh, and yeah, I mean, for, for me as well, I already said it before, um, it was uh, very enjoyable to work with you, very easy, and you're clear with your communication, and uh, I guess that, that's one of the, the key elements uh, you can hope for as an artist. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, and you also hope that you're, the, 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 the patrons, they also pay you on time, too. <laughs> that, that as well. <laughs> <laughs> And I think for me, you know, it, for anybody that's out there, um, you know, my belief is you know, get those people paid. So uh, you just uh, don't want to leave people hanging. And you want to you want to you want to have a good relationship with people. Because uh, so, I think, client, you know, you want to get good people to work for uh, do work for you and you want them to work for you. So uh, paying them is key. <laughs> it is. I mean, uh, you're you're getting your stuff when it's finished. So it sounds fair that I'm getting <laughs> rather quickly as well. Yep, I agree. So anyway, thanks again for joining me and I'll have to have you on again sometime. Yeah, thanks a lot for the invitation. It was a pleasure. 